Hi friends, welcome to the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. Today we have such an exciting program for you. I am here with my friend Adam Stenfenagel. Hey Adam. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. You bet, you bet. And Adam has devoted the bulk of his professional career to helping stop runaway climate change, specifically working with changes we can make in our own homes to reduce our carbon footprints, to reduce and eliminate our use of fossil fuels. And uh, Adam has co-founded several companies uh, working on these efforts, including Sustainably Built, Snug Home, Snug Pro. And today we're going to be talking about the work he's doing with his colleagues and partners at Fuel Switch. And uh, Adam, it's such a pleasure to be with you today and uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Thanks, me too. So Adam, I want to I ask you before we dive into some of the technical uh, discussion and some of the opportunities that we all have in our own homes, I just want to ask you, how did you get into this work? What, what drew you in this direction? Well, long story, so I'll try to keep it somewhat concise but uh you know i've always i've always known that that i needed to be doing something good for the world through throughout my whole life and i I, early on i uh ended up getting involved in political activism just generally as an activist and did a lot of work in the protest movement but from a media perspective so we did a lot Mm -hmm. of media coverage and helped uh work on these indie media centers and we travel all over the world and we discover uh, all kinds of struggle in from social justice to uh, environmental uh, racism, so many different components of things that are going on and genocide and and man, holy crap! There's a lot of things that are really bad in the world, and so that was always an important piece that I was paying attention to. But eventually, um, really decided that you know it's great to be raising hell and, and screaming and yelling, and that's really important. But I, I just needed to see the change in front mm-hmm. of my, my yeah. eyes, right? I needed to yeah. actually be sure that I was doing something that affected change. Yeah. So um, I heard from my uncle, was, was uh, is a really awesome, uh, owns an interior design firm in Chicago, and they do a lot of this green building stuff. And he told me about this report from Edward Masria, this uh, really neat architect who did these really cool studies uh, many years ago about the building industry and mm-hmm. what its impact was on climate. Yeah. And we, they did this study that says that 48% of the greenhouse gas emissions in the United States came from the building industry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. There's one big thing that's physical that we can change, that I can see the change on. I'm going to get involved in green building. Yeah. And so that took me down this huge path of all different kinds of circumstances that came together and, and eventually started founding some businesses around that and, and went from there. Yeah. So. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. So one of the things I love about the work you're doing and the state of the world at this very moment is that, yes, on the one hand, we have incredible challenges. We are confronted by some of the most complex challenges we've ever faced as a species. However, on the other hand, we have the tools and the expertise needed to resolve a lot of these systemic challenges that we're facing. And with Fuel Switch, this is very much at the core of what you guys are doing. And can you just tell us a bit about the work you're doing with yeah, Fuel Switch? Sure. So, you know, the, the, the primary premise is that, you know, buildings, buildings, as I just said, use a ton of energy 
and have a big carbon impact. And that's from the materials that we use to create the buildings, but mostly in the energy that they consume over the course of their lifetime. When you build a building, the idea is that building will last 100 years. So everything that you do when you do any kind of changes or, or, or especially new construction, it's likely going to be around for 100 years. Mm -hmm. So that, that's why it's such a big impact and an important place uh, to focus on. So um, what we do with Fuel Switch is we come into the old homes. We focus on mm -hmm. existing homes and help those homes come up to these standards, uh, modern day building codes and things like that, but also go all the way to net zero. Mm -hmm. So net and, zero. Yeah, what is net yeah, zero? So, so, so net zero energy means that the, the building will produce as much energy on site as it consumes over the course of a year um, through renewables. So the, the, the key components of that are one, to use less energy, so mm -hmm. energy efficiency. So we insulate the walls, uh, we insulate the attic, we'll condition your crawl space or do all different kinds of insulation and air sealing in the house. So that's the number one piece. And that brings the need for heat and the need for cooling way low. Mm -hmm. It reduces that uh, need for energy dramatically. Um, the second thing we do is we eliminate the natural gas in your house mm -hmm. because natural gas is a fossil fuel. As much as they say it's right. a clean fuel, right. it's not. And there's plenty of arguments that we can give as to why we need to get rid of natural gas from being burned in our homes. Yeah. Um, and it's a fossil fuel. Mm -hmm. And that means we're producing carbon dioxide and that is causing climate change. So we've got to stop burning all fossil fuels. So natural gas, we get rid of it. Most people heat their homes. Uh, through their spacing, their furnaces, their boilers, et cetera, with natural gas, as well as their water heat. We transform all of that. We take out that equipment and we replace it with air source heat pumps or sometimes geothermal. Um, and these systems now produce all that heat. And you get the added benefit of cooling in a place like Colorado, where most people didn't have cooling before. Now we need it thanks to climate change. Mm, mm, so, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So we can kill a lot of birds with one stone there. Um, so we're electrifying, we're insulating, we're then taking another big step and helping people get into electric vehicles yeah. because that's another massive energy use yeah. that's outside of that building industry space, but the effects of that are huge and the economics around electric vehicles are really amazing, Right. especially right. if you can then power them with rooftop solar. Yeah. So that's the fourth piece of our puzzle is we put enough solar on the roof to cover all of those needs to cover the air source heat pumps, to cover your plug loads, to cover all the electrical requirements. Um, it does your space heating, it does your water heating, and it does your cooling. Mm. And that rooftop solar system powers all of it. Beautiful. So at the course of the, over an entire year, your utility bill is ideally zero. Yes. So the, the four uh, main uh, elements of this sort of transformation and fuel switch would be to reduce the load with the wrapping the insulation the ceiling uh, to switch out basically your appliances that are dealing with heating and cooling of air and water and so forth uh, the pv or excuse me the yeah the rooftop pv the electric generation utilizing this incredibly wonderful nuclear generator we all have access to called the sun uh, right 163,000 terawatts of energy continually streaming onto our planet <laughs> since the beginning of the human race and yeah. long before that uh, there's such an abundance of energy we can all be harvesting and so that that harvesting with rooftop solar is the third and then the fourth is that the electric vehicle is that the fourth in the in the puzzle yeah. wonderful and I was struck by this uh, 
graphic that I know you guys have on your Facebook page, uh, which is Fuel Switch on the on the Facebook um, uh, app. And on here, there's a graphic. We'll we'll show it in our uh, show notes. But I am so struck that when we're talking about things we can do at the individual and household level, some of the standards that we grew up with, like recycling, are yes important to do, but ultimately have really minuscule impact compared to uh, the impact we can have when we do the fuel switch that you're describing. Right. And uh, getting into electrical vehicles is another one that uh, is potent. And one of the things I'm struck by as I still own and drive a fossil fuel combusting vehicle is that not only am I continually paying for the fuel, but uh, also for all of the fluids and lubricants that are needed in that more complex and we could say uh, less efficient in, in, in a sense, more primitive uh, way of delivering power to the four wheels. Yeah. And uh, boy, that gets expensive at times as well, just that ongoing maintenance of that maintenance internal combustion engine. Big deal. Yeah, and the, my favorite data point on that is an internal combustion engine has uh, some, something like 2,000 moving parts. An electric vehicle has 20. So imagine the amount of maintenance and the costs that it, may, that it is to maintain the, that you know, gasoline car, the internal combustion engine. It's a totally different world with electric vehicles, and they're really cool. Yeah, it's, it's happening. I yeah. love it. I love it. Well, and I'm really excited that today we're here in the home of Stephen Price, one of your clients and yeah. friends. And what we're going to be able to do is take a tour with your colleague, Clay Ducell, and look at some of the different components and uh, technologies and techniques that you guys have incorporated in this home, in this remodel project. So uh, hang tight, we'll be, we'll be getting to that tour. That's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, I think before we go there, one of the things I wanna circle back on, Adam, is the element of the uh, indoor air quality as it relates to these issues and these opportunities. Because I think one of the things that I know a lot of my friends and family may not realize is that this actually uh, making this fuel switch delivers incredible benefits that go actually even beyond uh, reducing our uh, carbon footprint as it relates to climate change. And some of these additional benefits are extraordinarily important in terms of our own health and well-being, that of our kids and our pets and so forth. So can you just tell us a little more about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the... In We'll come back to the economic side of things because that's another that's that's kind of the icing on the cake, as, as I like to put it. But but in, the indoor air quality is a, is a huge piece that I learned many years ago in the green building space. Um, the 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 materials that we use in our home off gas and put all kinds of toxic pollutants into the air. Uh, if you're in an older home, an existing home where you haven't done much of that in a while, it's not as big a deal because it's you've already inhaled all that and it's already you know off gas, right? <laughs> Um, but, uh, but so there's lots of things that we can do around that. However, one of the big, big pieces that causes indoor air quality problems is cooking with a gas cooktop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are like, oh, but I love my gas cooktop. Mm -hmm. The greatest things ever. And, and I'm like, that's fine. At Fuel Switch, we don't make you get rid of your gas cooktop. Although it is really cool to cap your gas line and say, bye-bye utility. I don't need gas anymore. We're, we're out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've got plenty of customers who've done that, but um, but folks can keep their natural gas ranges if they do. However, I'm going to give you a data point that's really fascinating. And yeah. Clay can talk about this in a little bit. He's going to uh, do this tour. But Clay put in a uh, FUBOT. We've got this 
it's an indoor air quality monitor. What the heck's a FUBOT? It's this little box that sits huh. on your mantle of your house or whatever. Just put it out in, in the middle of your house. And it hooks up to your cell phone. <laughs> and it tells you what the quality of your air is. Uh-huh. And measures all different kinds of pollutants that are bad for your health. Mm-hmm. And Clay can be sitting in his office looking at this phone. And he can know when his kids or his wife goes and puts on the tea kettle on the mm-hmm. gas stove. Mm-hmm. And immediately, just turning on that gas stove enough to boil some water, hmm. takes the indoor air quality of his house above EPA's recommended levels for health. Wow. That's just a- cooking, astounding, cooking right? Just cooking tea, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we know that burning natural gas is just not a good thing. We don't need it. There's incredible technologies like Stephen has here. We'll show that um, in the tour in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, an induction cooktop. Mm. This thing can boil a kettle of a huge kettle of water in two minutes. Oh my right? god! I mean, there it's it's so powerful and it's very detailed control. Mm. Most people who love to cook, when they use an induction cooktop, they'll never go back to gas. Oh, that's so incredible. it's just a that's neat incredible. feature and you get all these benefits of indoor air quality. So we're not at all talking about the old electric uh, oh, no. resistive coils that some of us maybe remember growing no. up or what have you. We're, yeah. we're talking about something that is the cutting edge it really and, and really provides as much or greater control uh, as gas when we're preparing meals for friends and loved ones and all that. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's awesome. I think with the indoor air quality thing, it's particularly important as we know a lot of research is showing that uh, increased rates of childhood asthma and uh, other uh, respiratory and uh, health issues related to pollutants in our indoor air, the air in our homes, the air in our offices, daycares, and so on, is is really impacting society in a big way. Mm -hmm. And uh, my gosh, this opportunity to kind of clean it up at home is really what a powerful statement that becomes in terms of what we're valuing as people. That's right. And we don't have to burn fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a great invention. It helped our economy. It helped us grow. It helped us yep. know, do really neat things in society. But now we know the consequences, and right. it's time right. to switch because we don't need it. It's time to switch, indeed. Okay. Well, I just I want to mention a couple things, Adam, for our for our audience. Uh, one is uh, if you're in the Metro Denver area, the Front Range of Colorado, uh, Fuel Switch is providing services ranging from the beginning energy audits of your home all the way through to the uh, design, uh, looking at the financial modeling and uh, helping with the installation of all these different uh, technologies and tools. And uh, for folks who would like to engage with Fuel Switch uh, to get your initial energy audit done, uh, you can mention the Why on Earth uh, community podcast and get a $50 discount on that initial energy audit. And that's a wonderful value. Thank you for sharing that with us. Also, outside of the Metro Denver area, we know that Fuel Switch is looking for additional partners, uh, contractors, and others who do this kind of work in other communities. And uh, for folks who would like to engage with Adam and Clay on that front, um, hello at gofuelswitch.com is a great way to connect in. Again, I want to mention that uh, on Facebook, you've got Fuel Switch, easy to find there. There's some great uh, graphics there. And um, I would like to mention as well that uh, for any of you out there who would like to check out any of our electronic or audiobook products at Why on Earth, uh, use the code podcast to get a discount on those as well. Um, So I just, I want to circle back, Adam, to the context. Here we are, 
Uh, our world is changing. The climate is destabilizing. And that's not a debate. That's happening. We face incredible challenges with that reality. And there are so many things right at our fingertips we can be doing in our own homes, uh, in our communities. I want to ask you, how, how does it feel when you're waking up every day, getting ready to work, and, and you know that, A, on the one hand, you have so much to offer folks to help uh, mitigate these challenges that we're facing, and on the other hand, these are big, big, big challenges. What, what's that like for you? It's, it's daunting, right, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But it is the reason I wake up every morning. Um, it is my purpose. So all of the businesses that I'm involved in, it, you know, we're really working hard to save carbon uh, in everything that we do. And in some of the businesses, we can actually track the savings mm-hmm. and we can tally up the numbers. And it's really fun to be like, wow, this business just saved 500,000 metric tons of carbon through what we were doing. Right? Mm-hmm. So those types of things are like, okay. Take a deep breath. Yep, Trump might screw up this country and by taking us out of the Paris Accords and the entire world by doing this. But what's really amazing is that people are stepping up. Yes. And so a great example of that is through the um, U.S. Sustainability Directors Network. Mm. Um, this, you know, when when Trump said we're out of the Paris Climate Accords, we mm-hmm. don't care about climate. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of cities yes. representing forty percent of the nation's population stepped up and said we're going to do the Paris Climate Accords yes. and we're going to participate yes. and we're going to meet those goals. Yes. So we can do this. We're mobilizing. Our local gover- yep. governments are ready. They're, the people want it. Um, there's another study that I just read from Vox just recently that was really fascinating about what do consumers want. And it was, mm-hmm. it was about the utility industry and um, how do, you know, do consumers care about renewable energy? 75% mm. of U.S. Utility bill payers said that they want their electricity to be 100% renewable. Yes. 75%. And 51% of those people said they would gladly pay a 30% premium to get it. Wow. That's big. Things are changing. People want this stuff. They get it. We know it. And regardless of what our federal government is doing, the cities, the states, and the utilities are starting to step up and say, okay, we can do this. Yes. This is so powerful. You know, it strikes me that uh, if you look around in the media currently, there, there's not that much you're going to find uh, 75% of Americans agreeing on, apparently. Um, and we have so many friends in the uh, green faith community, for example, who have a variety of different uh, political persuasions. But this very issue is galvanizing us uh, throughout society. And to me, it's one of the greatest sources of hope being out there in various communities, seeing that people from a variety of backgrounds and walks are engaged in this issue and engaging in what can be done. And I think that with a resource like what you guys are providing through Fuel Switch, it just puts so many more tools in the tool chest of us folks in communities all over. And I'm so excited to be able to share this with our audience and really encourage the audience to check out Fuel Switch, get involved, get engaged, get that energy audit done for your home. And uh, it's amazing how much change we can make so quickly uh, with these approaches. That's right. That's right. So we're uh, probably 
about ready to do a tour, Adam. Is there anything before we uh, get to kind of look around the house here that, that you want to make sure to mention? Um, no, I think that's really it. It's, it's going to be fun to, to walk through Stephen's house and see a lot of the different pieces uh, that we've put together here. Um, there's, there's lots of new technology that's out there. It's, you know, this, this isn't your father's Oldsmobile anymore, right? Uh-huh, like uh-huh. The reason we're able to do fuel switching on existing homes and make it cost effective today with today's technologies is is because of all this new stuff that's come that's come out in late in you know recent days, as well as the incredibly uh, uh, regularly decreasing price of solar. Right, and that, amazing. That's, the, amazing. The technologies are dropping their prices, and so all of this is now uh, well affordable for all of us. You know, what one of the things, Adam, that I uh, discovered doing research when I was writing Why on Earth mm-hmm. is that you know our uh, fossil energy prices generally are bouncing along uh, a band of price ranges that behave like commodities. They, right. they are commodities, right? Meanwhile, our renewable energy technologies, which are harvesting a virtually limitless source of energy from the sun, are following a very different price uh, behavior, a price curve, uh, similar to uh, Moore's Law right. as it relates That's to right. uh, computing yeah. Technology. We know that with computing technology, for example, we get to double the capacity and speed of processors at half the price every 18 months or so. That's, that's been the experience over several decades. And there's a very similar uh, pricing uh, dynamic occurring with solar in particular. Now in well over 30 states in the United States, for example, it is cheaper to install, this is at utility scale, to install renewable uh, generating capacity than it is to install the fossil generating capacity. And this is just, to me, another example of what an amazingly hopeful moment we're in right now. And that that dynamic really just kicked in in the last couple of years. And uh, so we, we face these big challenges, but we actually have so many solutions right at our That's fingertips. Right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. So should we uh, should we give Let's folks a tour? Let's All right. It. Sounds yeah. good. Friends, if, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, maybe you're driving in your electric vehicle or in the comfort of your uh, renewable powered home, uh, we're going to now switch and, and go on a tour here of uh, Stephen's home. And so just want to invite you that if you're uh, engaging right now through audio uh, and you would like to check out the tour, you can Go to whyonearth.org, the podcast page, and get to the video portion of this and uh, join us in this tour today. Hey friends, so we're getting ready now to go on the tour of Stephen Price's home, and Clay Dussel is going to lead us through this tour. Uh, Clay, you were the brains behind uh, a lot of the renovations and retrofits that were done here in Stephen's home. Tell us just what that, that framework is and, and how you kind of approached uh, working with Stephen on this project. Well, well that's great. Thanks. Um, you know, we had a neat opportunity here. Stephen bought a house that uh, was in bad need of a full renovation. It was this, rough. this house was pretty rough. So Stephen was in a position where he had to upgrade this house. He needed new windows. He needed new heating and cooling system. He needed new hot water heating. Um, and we said... Let's think about doing this a little bit differently, make your house more comfortable, and save you a lot of money in the, in the long term. And so he listened to our advice, and, and we've got a really good house now. So maybe, Stephen, you can tell us from the standpoint of being a homeowner and uh, 
acquiring a, a, a project house. Mm. Um, what was it about the, the work that Clay and Adam do with Fuel Switch that uh, compelled you to work with them on the project? Um, well, I know Adam personally before, and we had sat down and talked about it, and Clay hit on the big point, which is I had to do everything. Mm-hmm. So when you sit around and you think about the economics of it, we're talking about deltas, all right? A normal standard historical furnace that people would put in versus an air source heat pump. It's not the full cost of the air source heat pump, it's what's that delta. And that's what I had to keep coming back to. And with the all being electric and then having the um, solar, there's a payback period. So from an economic standpoint, it made a lot of sense. And then from a doing what's right for the world standpoint, I believe it made a lot of sense as well, because I do believe in climate change and I believe that every little bit helps especially. And I'm one house out of thousands and thousands in the area, mm-hmm. but you gotta start somewhere. And these guys were a, a conduit to allowing me to open my eyes to see that I could be one of the first you know, to do that net energy neutral and start that process. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I want to, first of all, thank you for inviting us into your home and, and yeah, sharing this uh, with, with our community and our audience. And I'm really struck, I can just tell, uh, talking with you, that what you've been able to do here, what you've been able to create here, feels wonderful. And it, it's a great space to be inside yeah. of. It's so comfortable, and I'm, I'm curious, you... Uh, we're barefoot earlier when we got here. It's obviously a very comfortable space. Can you just share with us a little bit about that experience you have? Yeah, I mean, there, there's the physical comfort, obviously, of um, this stuff works. It, the technology's there, and it, you know, when it's cold out, I can be warm in here, and when it's warm out, I got air conditioning in here that I didn't think I was going to get through the air source heat pump. But it does. There's that, there's that physical feeling. But there's also, at my other house where I used to live, I had a furnace, and every time I'd walk in during the winter and be warm, there's, maybe it's me, but I had a little bit of a guilt. I'm like, because I know mm. why it's hot. It's mm. hot because mm. I'm burning combustion. I'm, I've got combustion. I've got fossil fuels that are burning. That's not good for the environment. I don't have that guilt here as much at all. Yeah. You know, I come in and yeah. it's like, it's hot. It's like, oh yeah, all that solar energy during the day that um, that I collected is now heating my house at night so I can sit down and watch a movie. I love this. So in a sense, we could say that with Fuel Switch, you too can feel good about feeling good, uh, right? It's, it's a fabulous- <laughs> And it's also fabulous, changed, uh, changed the, the way I use energy. Um, um, I, these solar tubes I was talking about, they have LED lights and I don't turn the lights on in those rooms at night because these night lights are bright and they're mm. powered each day, they charge back up. When I'm making, deciding what to make for dinner, I'm, a, light, a lot of times I'm like, oh, pasta, like I gotta boil the water and it's gonna take so long. I'm like, oh wait, it's induction. It's like a microwave. The water's going to boil that quick, and I'm wow. going to be eating faster than I can make a sandwich, but I'm going to be making pasta. I mean, it, it changes the way I think and the way I use it. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. And, Clay, I want to ask you, before we go on this tour, and I understand we're going to be getting down in the crawl we're space. We're underneath. Um, I want to share with us, what's your background, and how did you get to where you're at now today helping folks make the fuel switch? That's great. Thanks. Uh, my background is construction. Um, I've been a general contractor for years, um, doing high-end home remodels, kitchens, bathrooms, new construction. Um, I always was trying to emphasize energy efficiency in all of those projects. Um, but again, I realized that I think there's something more that we can do. Um, and when we started this company, I connected with Adam and, and, and we decided to launch this company and everything fit very well together. Mm. Adam has the experience with building science 
with software development, with energy modeling, and I've actually been in the trenches pulling building permits and crawling on roofs and building things, and it, it was a real fun symbiosis. Um, so now we're really focused on, on getting people off of fossil fuels, and by having a general contractor type experience, we can look at the whole house as a system. Right rather than the individual components yeah. and come up with the right solution for each house. And I gotta tell you, it's really fun and it feels really good. That's fabulous, that's fabulous, thanks cool. Clay. So I guess we're going outside first, right? To Let's get to go the underneath the house, that's where it all happens. That sounds fun, all, all right. right. Great, thank you. To you. Thanks. All right. So, so Clay, here we are. Uh, we're about to go down into the crawl space. And uh, there's a lot of magic happening down there that uh, wouldn't otherwise be obvious. You know, it's a part of the house that a lot of people don't think about very much, but uh, it's actually really important for energy and for comfort. So let me show you what we did here. Great. Good thing I'm doing some yoga. Yeah. So Clay, here we are under the house in the crawl space, and uh, what, are, what are we looking at? Well, again, uh, what Adam was saying earlier, the first step is energy efficiency, um, which we talk about insulation and air sealing. Um, they're two different things. They work very well together. Uh, insulation, we like to say, is like a wool sweater. Mm -hmm. um, keeps you nice and warm, but if you're outside with a wool sweater and the wind blows, you're going to feel cold. Yep. Uh, air sealing would be like that windbreaker that goes over the top of your wool sweater. And uh, if you're wearing both the windbreaker and the wool sweater, you're going to feel warm. Same thing with your house. That uh, makes a ton of sense. So yeah. crawl spaces are generally quite leaky, especially in older houses. So what we've done here is we've wrapped the whole perimeter of the crawl space with a foil-faced insulation that seals air from getting in and out, as well as has a thermal uh, barrier to it with the insulation. Uh, we've also used quite a bit of expanding foam to seal any holes in the house. Um, and then what we've done down here is we've got a vapor barrier, uh, vapor and moisture barrier on the floor mm -hmm. that in addition to making the space as pleasant as a crawl space can be, um, works to keep moisture from the ground from getting into the space, uh, okay. keeping this dry, yep. keeping mold down. And in Colorado, uh, radon is a big issue. Uh -huh. So in this house, we have a, a radon mitigation system yep. that is drawing air from underneath this barrier to remove ma ra radon and prevent uh, radon from getting into the house. Wow, that's great. So with a few very simple uh, pieces of technology here, you're accomplishing quite a lot. It's really quite simple. We call this the low-hanging fruit. Uh -huh. um, we apply these same concepts to the walls in the attic up yeah. above. Yeah. Um, not as easy to show in a video podcast, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but it works great. And this space stays warm now, yeah. and that keeps the floors upstairs warm. So when Steven gets out of bed in the morning with his bare feet, he's gonna be stepping onto much warmer floors than this house used to have before all this work was done which like he was saying earlier, is just really pleasant. Right, yeah, we know there's a sort of psychosomatic aspect to our experience of comfort in a home and that uh, the temperature of the floor is actually a huge driver of that, isn't it? It's a big driver and a lot of people wake up and feel cold feet and they might turn their thermostat up. Right, right, right. But really they just need to seal and condition their crawl space. Oh, it's so easy, love it. Yeah. Cool, right. thanks Clay. So Clay, here we are in the kitchen now, and uh, I see there are some interesting uh, appliances. Tell us what's going on. Oh, great. Well, for the heart of the heating and cooling system for a house like this, we have a ductless mini split system. Um, this is an air source heat pump. 
There's a condenser that sit out, sits outside that extracts heat from the air. I'll show you that in a little bit. And basically, with this little remote control, hmm. provides all the heating and cooling for the house. Wow. Um, they're extremely effective. I'll spare you the details and the technology, but they keep the heat really even throughout the house. Hmm. Hmm. Um, another feature here that's not very interesting to look at, but is fascinating, is uh, what we have an energy recovery ventilator. Hmm. So we are extracting air from this house constantly and bringing in fresh air from the outside and conditioning it, and it comes in right here. Hmm. And so that's bringing fresh outdoor air in. Again, the concept of indoor air quality yeah. by constantly changing the air inside your house in a controlled way, uh, we can have Stephen breathing fresh, clean air all the time. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, another fun thing in this in this kitchen is uh, an induction stovetop. And I understand Stephen's quite a, quite a cook, is that right? Yeah, Stephen's not your uh, average guy. Stephen likes to cook. He does uh -huh. a good job. Um, yeah. You know, working with Stephen for a long time, I can, I can verify for this. He's always eating a good lunch. Cool. And, and he likes it. People love it. Um, aesthetically, they're really clean. Right. They're easy to clean. Right. And people, once they make the switch from gas, um, really tend to love these induction cooktops. Mm. In fact, some of the really high-end cooks, the fancy cooks who are, you know, on TV, are moving towards induction stoves off of gas. Um, because of the added level of control. That oh, that's get. fascinating. You get even more control this way. That's what they tell beautiful, me. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So where are we headed now? Let me show you the water heater. Great. Another thing that people don't think about a whole lot, but it's really important. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, for this house, we're using a product called Sandan. It's a Japanese product. It's been around for a long time. It's a super high efficiency air source heat pump water heater. Hmm. Um, in this case, the heat pump actually sits outside. I'll show you that in just a second. But this is a tank, just like any other tank that stores hot water. Um, it's oversized for this house. We are actually using it for some supplemental in-floor heating in this mm -hmm. particular case because we mm -hmm. had an opportunity to, to heat some floors with this water. Um, I'll show you the heat pump that's outside. Uh, but also in this room, we have a, a solar tube. It's bringing yeah, natural yeah. light in. There's no artificial lighting. There's no lights on in this room, and it's just a laundry room, and uh, otherwise it would be fairly dark, but this is bringing in a great amount of light during the day. That's beautiful. It's a nice quality of light, too. Come on, let me show you the uh, outside stuff. All right, Clay, so it looks like we've got several components here on the wall. We do, we do. So uh, again, custom to each house, um, there were some space constraints here. Um, Steven wants to use this area to park a vehicle. Uh -huh. um, so we didn't want to keep anything down low. So we lifted everything up high. Uh, the air source heat pump water heater that I was showing you before, the actual condenser is sits right up there. Hmm. Again, that extracts heat from the surrounding air and puts it into the hot water. That's amazing. Uh, in this case, we have it west facing to catch that late afternoon sun. So the the area around here is nice and warm. Yep. Um, we lifted it up high um, so we can still park a car here. Yep. Uh, the other component here um, that, that makes the whole thing work is the solar photovoltaic system. Okay, so this is, this is dealing with the energy that's being captured on the roof by the solar panels, is that right? That's exactly right. Okay. So the, the solar panels produce electricity in DC power, mm -hmm. like a battery. That's direct current. Direct current. Yep. Uh, this is what's called an inverter. So it comes to this point here and gets inverted to AC so that's, that's the alternating current alternating most current. of our household appliances and phones and everything yep. is going to run Your on. Your standard household plug would be alternating current. Yeah. So it inverts it to that. And then this is where it interacts with uh, the utility power that mm -hmm. comes in. And when there's excess power being generated, 
it is sent back to the grid. Yep. And this meter is keeping track of the dollars and cents of what's going where and the power that is that is needed inside the house uh, rather than coming from the grid will come straight from the solar panels and uh, power everything with the sun. Wow, that's so beautiful. So there are times when there's more energy being produced by this home than is being used. That's and correct. so it's actually creating a surplus that others in the community can use. That's exactly right. The power will go out here through this meter um, the utility company is effectively buying it from Stephen and then selling it back to him at night is, is, is how the net metering concept works. Uh -huh. Okay, that's fabulous. Well, great. And where do we go next? What are we looking at next? Uh, let me show you the uh, air source heat pump outside for the mini split. And uh, one more thing I'm really excited to show you. Okay, All super. Right. So Clay, now we're on the other side of the house and I see a couple of additional uh, components here. What's going on? That's right. So this is the condenser for the mini split heat pump that I was showing you in the kitchen. And this is the unit that is extracting heat from the air and putting it into the house. Um, it, it looks like a basic air conditioner, but it does heating and cooling. And um, they work great. This technology has actually been around for a long time. So it's not brand new technology. It just keeps getting better. Um, and my favorite part of this house uh -huh. is, is again, visually not that interesting, but the utility company has put a lock on Stephen's gas meter. This is where the gas will normally come into the house. Well, Stephen doesn't use any gas in this house, so they have put a lock on this meter. These dials never spin, and he doesn't pay for any gas or any monthly service fees that are associated with having a gas connection. Oh, that's so fabulous. His connection to fossil fuels has been cut off. Oh, that's wonderful. Stuck in time, these uh, dials, aren't they? So Clay, we've seen several different components and I understand each of these is in the neighborhood of a few thousand dollars to several thousand dollars. Uh, seems like that could be really expensive if somebody were paying out of pocket right away for that. But uh, I understand that's not necessarily what needs to happen. Well, that, that, that's true, that's a great point. Um, yes, like a lot of efficiency uh, and renewable energy, uh, there's a, a high upfront cost and a very low long-term cost. Um, what's amazing is that there's a lot of really innovative financing packages out there for these sorts of improvements. Um, Stephen took advantage of quite a few of them, um, local incentives, federal incentives, loan programs, where he was able to finance these components uh, outside of his traditional remodel and um, allowing him more capital to do the remodel itself or the other things like flooring and, and, and lighting and those sort of things. Um, but also, uh, those financing packages aren't necessarily available for conventional fossil fuel powered equipment. So uh -huh. it, it really allowed him to access a lot more money to do this whole project and um, really keep his monthly expenses really low and not have to do a large initial cash outlay because um, most of us uh, don't have uh, thousands of dollars just sitting in the bank that you can spend, but uh, we're already spending money every month on utilities. So rather than giving the money to the utilities, we can own our own systems and pay off our loans and, uh, and come out ahead on the whole deal. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I, I, I understand that in terms of 
thinking about your ongoing monthly expenditures, yes, you may have some more uh, debt to service if, if that's how you finance the install on these components, but at the same time, your operating costs generally have declined substantially, especially in this case to zero when it comes to gas, right? Your, your monthly utilities uh, to various uh, utility suppliers are going to be much lower in this kind of a scenario. Drastically reduced, in, in this case, they're gonna get to zero. Yep. Uh, one thing that people forget is that we are in debt to the power company. Uh -huh. We need to write them a check every month just to keep our house going. Electricity, gas, gasoline, those are bills that we have no matter what. So rather than uh, paying somebody else every month, we prefer to uh, pay off our own debt and uh, pay off our own debt and um, own our system. Love it. That's so beautiful. Well, I am uh, just thrilled that we have the opportunity to see all of this and, and thank you for walking us through this. You know, I, I, I gather that with some of the different incentive and rebate programs out there, uh, some of the different loan packages out there that can really vary state to state, municipality to municipality, utility to utility. And it seems to me that's just another additional good reason to engage with a company like yours, Fuel Switch, uh, to help navigate that for optimal uh, benefit and efficiency in that entire process. That, that, that's a really good point. Keeping track of what is available for rebates. Yeah. Um, sometimes they vary monthly, quarterly. Yeah. Uh, it's actually quite a task for us to stay on top of it. Uh, we have good partners with the city of Boulder here that helps us keep track of all of that. And um, yeah, you know, having those rebates can really help tip the scales towards some of these renewable energy technologies. And in a lot of cases, make them cost neutral plus savings. Yeah. So it ends up being a really good deal for a lot of people. That's wonderful. Cool. Thanks, Clay. So I know we've got something else to check out now. What is it? Uh, I want to show you the solar panels and an electric car. Cool. All right. Okay, so Clay, as Adam was explaining earlier, with the fuel switch framework, we basically have four major steps to take. One is the uh, installation and sealing. That's the efficiency part. Uh, we saw that down in the crawl space. The second is the renewable heating and cooling. We just saw a lot of the different uh, appliances that uh, provide those services. Uh, the third is the energy generation, the solar that we see on the rooftop here. That's correct. And the fourth is uh, in integrating an electric vehicle. So right, right now we have uh, next to us and behind us two of the four pieces of the strategy. That's, that's correct. Uh, right here is a Nissan Leaf, um, uh, an electric vehicle that's been around for quite a few years, has a good solid track record, uh, not incredibly expensive. Um, electric vehicles can be used by everybody. If you want to buy a Tesla, Go for it, have fun, they're awesome vehicles, but you don't have to spend that kind of money to, to drive an electric car. And uh, with solar panels on a roof, uh, you can have a car that runs off sunshine. And uh, driving this car every day and, and knowing that it's powered by sunshine really feels good. I absolutely love this. And here we are standing in the sun, I feel it, feels good. That local star of ours is putting off more energy than uh, we need by a long shot. I, I recently came across some information that suggests 
that the entire biosphere, uh, primarily in the form of photosynthesis, the plants converting that energy into sugars and so forth, is, is utilizing only about 1% of that solar radiation. And our entire human system, the entire economy, is, is utilizing something in the range of one ten thousandth of uh, what the sun puts off. Of course, a lot of that up until now has been in the form of fossil fuels. And it's just so exciting to me, Clay, to know that with professionals like yourself and so many others uh, doing incredible work around the world, we are literally in the process of transforming uh, to a solar-based society and economy. And my gosh, what an exciting time to be doing that. It's, it's, it's really fun. And what's amazing is that this technology, electric vehicles, solar, rooftop solar, has been around for a while. It's proven. We don't have to wait for some new technology to come in. We can do it today. We can do it economically. You can power your house and your vehicle with the sun and it works. And it's really nice to do. Absolutely. Well, Clay, hey, thanks so much. I'm so glad you you could join us on on the podcast. And uh, just to remind our viewers and audience that uh, they can find uh, Fuel Switch on Facebook. Fuel Switch is on Facebook under that name. And uh, if folks would like to engage with Fuel Switch, mention the Why on Earth Community podcast and you'll get a discount on uh, your initial home energy audit, a great savings. Thank you so much for providing that. My pleasure. That's available to our friends and colleagues in the Metro Denver area. That's great. And as you guys are expanding your reach, uh, networking with other professionals, contractors, etc., in other municipalities around the country, I understand that uh, you're in the process of connecting with others uh, to help expand that network. And so I want to encourage the contractors and professionals to get in touch with Clay or Adam on that front. And uh, my gosh, it's such an exciting time knowing we have these solutions right at our fingertips and uh, clay thanks so much for the work you're doing thank you thank you very much for having us